Welcome, bienvenue, to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Renson. I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. Well, I put in the outline, GOT, quick thoughts, and then we talked for a good 15 minutes. So that's a pod special. Pod special. Yeah, go ahead and listen to that. Tell me a little bit about the NBA playoffs and how, how you're feeling. I am feeling excited that the Celtics made it through round run that had like total, you know, cluster written all over it. But I don't know that they have much of a, a chance in the next round, even though they swept. They're facing the Bucks. Yeah. Or, better than them but it's fun because they played them last last year the bucks wrecked the pistons too <laughs> i know i know the, the celtics just kind of like were incrementally better than the pacers right right but i mean you know they're a far cry from the pistons so absolutely they could they could put it together and go for it that's all i'm saying <coughs> I'm a little disappointed overall in the NBA playoffs that there were a couple of, of uh, early wins by underdogs, and none of those has yep. come to fruition. It looked like they were going to pan out, but you know, there is like there's always that moment where the Warriors lose, and you're like, "This is it. They're going down. This is and it." And then they're yeah. like, Haha, "We got you again." <laughs> Warriors come out to play. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, anyway. You know, this was not a year where Celtics fans could wake up after the first round and decide to be invested. They actually had to be <laughs> invested during the first round. So, well, I mean, that was last year. Every year, it's I'd every year point. that they've been in the playoffs. Couple, last couple of years, it's been uh, sweat through it. The first round, even the year that the Celtics won, oh. um, that KG year, they had to go seven games. Don't pretend like <laughs> don't pretend like I've somehow forgotten the KG year. <laughs> Uh, do you have any any predictions for next round? I think we should put it down on the on the the Celtics Bucks. I you know what I hear that you're out on them, but I think if there was ever a time for them to put it together, I'm gonna say Celtics take them to seven games, and then bonus. I actually think the Celtics win. I think the Celtics are going to win it in six. I'm like, this guy. I, I, I don't. Yeah, no kidding. I don't want to say it out loud, but I. That's what I think. Is I don't happen. think they can do it in six. Do you, okay. Yeah. This week on the pod, we're going to talk about how TGFBI is one. We're going to get a little bit into the metagame analysis, which we have yet to do this year, and we'll briefly diagnose our two teams and sort of say where we're sitting at in the metagame in the second half. So here we go. We actually haven't talked about the metagame this year, so I thought it was time for us to, to cover that a little bit. Sounds good. By the metagame, I mean really strategizing, looking at your team and diagnosing where where things are going wrong in categories relative to other people. So this isn't... Doing a SWOT analysis? Yeah, well said. 
strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. This, guy. this isn't quite game theory, but you could right. we could convert this into game theory in the near future. This is like light, light game theory. Right. So here's what I like about TGFBI. We have more than enough data to look at the distributions of different stats and try to mm. look at where the winners are falling in those distributions. We sort of know intuitively that not all, not any of the stats or all of the stats are created equal, and they're not always normally distributed. Those are things that we can quantify. You yeah. and I both went into the season with a mindset about how we'd put together winning teams, and I want to check in on how, <laughs> how that's panning out. And I'm laughing because it's working for one of us, and it's really not working for the other one of us right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about the stats for a second. Okay. And I'll tell you where my ideas broke down, which was I actually assumed that all of the hitting stats would be roughly normally distributed, meaning they could be fit with a Gaussian in some way. And I assumed okay. that none of the pitching stats would be Gaussian. None? Not even Ks? You didn't think Ks I, were going to be? I didn't think Ks because I thought that, the, that wow. you'd really be able to see the different strategies in the distribution. But you thought stolen bases would be normal. I thought stolen bases. I so I should say I thought stolen bases would be normal, but heavily skewed. Okay. So I'm counting. I'm going to give up to. I'll cut it off at the third moment here. I'm not going to include our kurtosis, <laughs> but I am going to include skewness in asking about this. And that's actually what happens when you just blindly plug this into scipy.stats.normaltest, which computes the okay. null hypothesis of your distribution of your distribution of numbers or whatever against Whether a normal distribution. Okay. And it gives you a p-value, and so I chose an extremely conservative 0.001 acceptance rate for p-values. Oof. Wow. It, no 0 0.5. Look, functionally, it didn't matter because they were basically either 0.7 or like 1 to the minus 8. <laughs> yeah. So okay, here's what I found. Fair enough. Here's what I found. I actually included the 10 scoring categories, and then just for fun, I looked at at-bats and innings pitched because that gives you a handle a little bit That's on good. what's happening for strategies. So just first of all, at-bats and inning pitched, those were actually totally normally distributed. So what? Even looking at it, I'm surprised by at-bats. Oh, I guess it's normal, but it's skewed. Yeah. So it. the strategies in both of those wash out in some level wash out to some level nice okay. so there's an equal amount of people that are like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have good at bats and i'm gonna have as many at bats yes. as possible or people that are like i'm just i'm just trying to have as many at bats as possible and failing <laughs> or succeed yeah <laughs> right okay. good to think about so and i actually i actually have a specific point to talk about on the at bats in a little bit okay innings pitched is also okay. normally distributed uh, Interesting. Stolen bases normally distributed. None of the other hitting categories normally distributed. What? They look at... Oh, home runs not as much. ERA and Ks are normally, distri are normally distributed and none of the other pitching. So the, other, the reason that they look... They look normally distributed, but they're actually... They're either really squat in, in, a little in the look of, than they of look, home yeah. runs. That's super squat. And they're all a little bit triangled and like very squat. So... Oh, not bell Yeah, curve. so meaning you right. have a lot. Right. You have a lot of. You have a basically even distribution of home runs, runs, RBIs between the minimum and the maximum. 
and they are they are broad distributions. So let's just talk yeah. a little bit about the distributions in particular for a minute. What are you drawn to in this? Well, I mean, A number one, looking at wins is hilarious. Yes. Well, because no one has, there's like very few people have 11 wins. I think it's 12, but yeah. I have 12 wins right now. Oh, must I be don't 11. Know when you, you grab this data. I pulled it this morning. It's pretty funny. Um, so that's one. And wins is a little bit, yeah, it's everybody has between 8 and 14. Yep. <laughs> Eight and fourteen wins. It's, that's about what you'd expect, though. I mean, I think that that's going to over time. That's going to become a little bit more um, evenly distributed. You know what's crazy about that distribution of wins is that that's fewer than one win per game. One win per like what do you mean? each team has played nine. You know, roughly twenty games. Oh yeah, and that means that means our league or all of TGFBI is converting wins at a terrible rate. Yeah, well, it just shows you where the league is, where the wins are getting getting put. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, we're converting wins at the same rate. Teams are roughly converting wins at the same rate that they're converting saves, and there are many fewer saves in baseball than wins, by definition. Right. Yeah, the saves distribution is also crazy, but that's about what I'd expect. So I'm not. No need to really. I was talk expecting about it. totally crazy there too. Um, ERA and WHIP both have similar shapes but whip it whips a little is less normal slightly less normal than era nice. a little uh, they are they are shifted uh <laughs> they're shifted they're skewed left meaning that most people have decent eras and whips and then there's a few teams <clears throat> mine that are way <laughs> off to the right way off to the the bad dimension in era and whip Asymmetric distribution, yeah, no, absolutely. The ERA is surprising at how bad the the like middle of the distribution. Yeah, so is. the median of the ERA distribution is like four point three. <laughs> Dude, I mean, this is awesome for the best auto strategy because we're not even like a good best auto strategy is going to get you a sub three ERA. I know, and and we're going to get. I assume that you're going to get there. I'm going to get there. Right, which means there's going to be so many, so much to play with with grabbing streaming near the end of the season. This is exactly that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. Is like what can you meta strategize when you're looking at this distribution? And I think it's worth posting sort of where the winners at right now. And that's what I wanted to talk about. So the guy who's leading TGFBI right now, shout out to Garrett Atkins. Well done, my friend. There you go, bud. Way to go, I just wanted bud. to look at where he falls in each one of these distributions to get a sense of, okay, how do you put together a winning team? And I'll just say, apparently, it includes a lot of at-bats, a lot of home yep. runs, a lot of runs. He doesn't really care. Not that many RBIs. Decent stolen bases. Decent average. I mean, what do you say? Like, decent whip? I mean, good whip, sorry. Decent ERA. No, that's good whip. Tons of wins, high wins. So that's that's one place that he's going to fall down because that's way too unpredictable. Below average K's, though. Below average K's and average saves. saves. And he's clearly in the bulk of the normal distribution distribution for for, yeah. yeah. So this is all really interesting to me because this says to me you want to be sort of towards the upper end of every category. 
which is not the strategy that we're going for. Uh, you and I are going for no, dominate no. a few categories and mm-hmm. then play around with the other ones. But he doesn't really have that. He's got a fairly fairly balanced attack. Everything except for K's is above average. Well, I would say, I would break it down a little bit more than that. It looks like he's above average or average in every hitting category. And that on the pitching side, he he could fall down fast. Yeah. But I think that that hitting, his hitting is robust. I mean, he's that's he's good. clearly accumulating a lot of at-bats, and that's important. I mean, we, we've known that that's important in the past. He's at Absolutely. he's at the high end of the normal distribution, uh, which is just quite good. You know what what else do you say about that? Like, good job, buddy. You put together a team. Yeah. <laughs> Roto, that's half the battle. Is just getting at bats every every yeah. week. I know that last year's TGFBI team that I had just fell flat on its face because there were too many weeks where there was just I I just didn't circulate the team correctly and or like someone went down on Tuesday and it was like. I am going to lose this because I just don't have enough at bats to like be competitive. That's a disappointing feeling. Yeah, um, but Garrett, I am a little concerned about your pitching. You might have to ramp I up love, here. I buddy. love that you're a little that we are sitting here critiquing it. Uh, let me give you one more bonus <laughs> discussion before we before we go to the break here. Uh, okay. This is from whoa. This one is from Michael Tomlin, and I wanted to highlight. What happened with his at bats? I wanted to t- highlight Michael Tomlin because Michael Tomlin has the fewest at bats in TGFBI right now. And Michael Tomlin is sitting at 149 right now in the rankings. So he's doing fine despite having <laughs> the lowest at bats, which blows my mind. That is not how I vi- envision hitting working out ever. No, not at all. What the heck? <laughs> Michael Tomlin. I mean, I, I don't even understand. It's like, but he's doing, look at this. He's doing fine. Pretty decently. Well, he's, well, his, I mean, his pitching is above average. So that's propping him up for sure. I mean, he's really low on runs, like no points, no points on runs, but he's doing, he's certainly doing fine on average, better than me. Competitive and better home than runs. me. He's competitive yeah. in home runs. He'll, he could win average. Yeah. So, I don't know what to make of this team. Is he is he doing is he doing well strategically, or is he lucky right now? That's my question to you. Okay, let's let's take a look at his team. Michael Tomlin, um, ooh, Gary Sanchez, who he still has in a starting spot. Nice. Tucker Barnhart, Jose Martinez, Robinson Cano, Tim Anderson, Tim Anderson, Johan Camargo. Ooh, Mookie Betts, he's good. Alex Verdugo, oh nice, he's the one who has him. Daniel Palka, Jock Peters, Jock Peterson, oh my guy. Eric Eric Thames, Albert Pujols, Hernan Perez, Lewis Brinson. How I understand why he doesn't have any at bats. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see, what does he have? Ooh, he's a hater owner. There we go. That'll help. Ooh, he's got Shane Green. That's not going to last forever. It's a nice feeling though. He's going with a Barstardo strategy a little bit here. Mike Leak. Clayton Kershaw, Zach Grinke, Lance Lynn, Josh Hader, Jose Urania, uh, mm. Archie Bradley, Shane Green, Yulis Shasin. I mean, it feels like he might have listened to us on the Vestardo strategy, and he's doing really well in pitching. So He is doing well in pitching. 
He's got uh, Craig Kimbrell, Blake Snell, Whoa. and John Lester in the wings. That is – wow. That So his pitching should only go up. Yeah. Wow. He focused on pitching. I would love to say that – yeah, he focused on pitching. It shows in the number of bats that he's getting, and he's somehow holding it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I would say that, you know – this is a fun analysis to do. I like doing this analysis of teams. So before we go to talking about our teams, I'd be happy to make these up for anybody who wants them. Yeah, go ahead. Tweet at us. Email us, etc. Let us know. I'm happy to build this. Fantasy Tools. Fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, fantasy.tools at gmail.com. By now we've got a pretty immense catalog of outtakes. So here's an old one from Season 0, relevant for the NBA playoffs now. I mean, he wasn't like Draymond Greening, ball tapping yeah. other players. Something bad is going to happen to Draymond Green. That dude has just chalked up some karma. Oh, yeah. Yes, he has. Have you seen it? Seen what? Have you seen the snap that he took of his genitalia? No. I got to be honest, I really don't go out of my way to check out Draymond Green snaps. Let's briefly talk about our own teams. I'm going to talk extremely that. briefly about my team because I hate them. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Let's start with your <laughs> team then. <laughs> uh, nothing is working out as planned for my team. Nope. I have accumulated many at-bats, and yet I have no counting stats. <laughs> You're right in the distribution for runs, though, which actually does make sense i feel like at bats correlate strongly really heavily with runs so i'm doing f- i mean i'm doing fine let me say i'm doing fine on runs rbis fine on home runs should be doing a little bit better doing great on stolen bases like excellent way yeah. out in the tail uh average leaves a little something to be desired did not think my team was going to be this bad at average i knew they were going to be sub i knew they were going to be sub average at average but I I thought I thought we might get to 250. I didn't think we'd be on the south side of 250 is what we'll say. That's actually yeah. Um let's see. Ooh. Well, you believe in Jose Ramirez. I very much believe in Jose Ramirez and I am apparently paying for it. Okay, well, here we go. Here's the here's the bet. I know. Have we? Do we? We already have like three or four Jose Altuve versus Jose Ramirez. I'm not putting. I'm not putting another one in. I'm not doing a Nolan Arenado versus (laughs) Jose Ramirez. Like I'm not doing any of those bets. I already know. Okay, fair enough. I already know. Okay, this is the year. The hitting side is less of a problem than the pitching side currently. Yeah, you haven't quite. It's funny. Also, looking your. I see what the issue is. (laughs) Oh yes. There have been issues. Yeah, okay. There have been issues. All right. I am not... So, the best art of strategy has not converted run... Has not converted wins for me, basically, at all. It has converted massive amounts of ERA, and my whip is surprisingly decent. Um, after bolting way out in saves at the beginning of the season, I forgot to knock on... I forgot to anything. knock on wood, and I just haven't gotten any after I bragged to you that I was doing great. Um, yeah. And K's are are low. Going to be behind because of the strategy. But that low it'd be fine. That's exactly what I was going to say. It'd be fine if the best art of strategy was actually playing out as intended. I'm holding on in K's 
just a little bit below average. But like you can't do anything. I will say it right now. There is no chance that you can be in the top half if you have a category that's bottom 15. Mm. Bottom 15. Oh, you in the oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Um my my ERA bottom 15 is like is you're 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 down 140 okay. points. What percentile is that? You're uh 3. Third you're down Okay, well, what about ten? If if you have someone in the bottom tenth percentile, so think about it. Think about it in terms of points, right? Because in the overall, you should be. A- Could you get top ten if you're in the tenth percentile or lower in at least one category? Yes, because because okay. in every category you're supposed to accumulate. If you were totally average, you would accumulate 160 points. Now, mm-hmm. to to win, you need something higher than that, but. If you're if you're bottom if you're bottom twelve overall, then you're behind by like a hundred and fifty points already. Like that you have to make up. Yeah. So every one of your other nine categories has to increase by fifteen slots. Even just to even okay, just to be just an be, average team. Just to be an average. So and it only gets worse from there. But if you're at tenth percentile, you can you can get up there. I mean, these are all back of the envelope calculations, okay. but I don't think you can do it. <laughs> I thought about it. I don't think you can do it. Well, you'll have to get out of that bottom third quartile then. Luckily, ERA is one of those that you can do. I I'm a little bit Oh, you're going to be able to get you're going to be able to justify ERA and whip. The good thing about you have so many fewer innings pitched that like one good week is going to move you many, many slots, which has happened to in my team. Yeah. But it's already crazy to me that these that the distributions are basically a factor of two in the sense that you could have a hundred runs or you could have two hundred runs already. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah, no, it's already it's already spread. It would out. be hard to make up a hundred runs over the course of the season. Now, I'm not saying give up on your team, but I might be saying it's time to rethink your strategy if you're falling behind in one of the counting stats categories, and you don't see your path forward. Ooh, my nemesis, Brett Sayer, is one behind me. <laughs> All right, let's turn to your team. Uh, All right. Your best artist strategy is working out, but maybe not even as well as it could be. No. We're, we... The, my whip is really... Is right in the middle of the distribution, really, which is surprising. That's supposed to be... That's, that's going to go... That's going to get smaller. And I think the ERA is going to get smaller, too. I just finally broke four, yeah. which is crazy that that was, like, above average. I know. I know. I think – so looking at these distributions, of course, I think we're, you can see sort of, all right, here's where I want to push. And ERA and WHIP are a place where you're like, whoa, those are higher than I expected them to be from a fantasy Especially perspective for the strategy. at all. Yeah. And actually wins is low, even a little bit lower than I expected it to be. So like, okay, so my target... No, wins is higher than I expected. Really? Yeah. I think my target has I'm shifted. amazed I'm right in the middle of the distribution. I'm, I'm the person that has the 12 Yeah, well minutes. done, buddy. Good job. <laughs> um, you know, I think <coughs> you, are, you are correctly invested in stolen bases. I am over-invested in stolen bases. Uh, you know, stolen mm-hmm. bases as as a skewed left st- statistic, meaning there's a lot of people with 18 
stolen bases and a couple people with 40. <laughs> right. So it, it's in a, in, a, in a league that has no trades, there's no, uh, in a roto league that has no trades, there's no reason to go that deep into one strategy because then you just have to drop right. someone. There's nothing you can do as opposed to things like home runs, runs, RBIs, where the distribution basically continues until it falls off a cliff. It's always worth being at the top. So this is what is great about these distributions that you show. I am well ahead of the game in runs and average, yep. and that is what I drafted for, and that has worked. As soon as I had Nolan Arenado, it was like, well, I'm going to go with a runs and average strategy. <laughs> See, this is a fun – I like doing these distributions because it's, it's fun to check, like, is what I thought my team was going to do mentally work? And I thought I'm gonna do stolen bases and try and get our and try and get home runs. And I nailed stolen bases, and I did not on home runs. But your strategy yeah. is more or less working out how you thought it would. Few fewer. And I focused on I focused on three stats, and it's I'm glad that you added at bats in here because that was the third stat, and that is going yeah. really well. I have players that are gonna play. Yeah, you were doing you were doing great on at bats. It'd be wonderful if that counted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i agree but i mean that's the whole thing that's what i realized last year is that you just need to have a bats in a roto strategy and i have have that in spades which has meant that i've had to you know i did the draft a clear if you're going to go with the best auto strategy and you go into the draft saying that then you overdraft hitters and you put less of an emphasis on on pitchers in the middle rounds, and you just grab hitters, just grab hitters, so that you can have a starting squad that you can rotate your hitters really well. And I, you know, I'm two hitters short, really, mm -hmm. and um, I'm still well ahead of the game against other people. I mean, the converse of that is that I'm doing quite well in at bats too, and it's not translating. Yeah, not all at bats are considered so, equal. A little bit of work. Anyway, I think this is a good time one month in to reevaluate, a little less than a month in, to try and reevaluate what's going on with your team and just make sure that your strategy is basically what you thought it was going to be. All right, that about brings us to the review session. Jackie Bradley Jr. What I didn't realize is that he uh, he had a birthday this week. Good timing. Yeah, good Excellent timing. Excellent timing. I like that. Excellent timing for picking out picking on him uh what is that he's a descending aries <laughs> yeah yeah what okay whatever i'll give you actually his stats how about that 2019 that sounds more appropriate 2019 so far 19 games 71 plate appearances zero home runs <coughs> five runs two rbis two stolen bases and a 0.141 average why did we watch him? I feel like you're saying he's not good. Why did we watch him? I feel like you're saying he's not good. That's exactly what I'm saying. I mean, he's a sort of emblematic of the Red Sox, I guess. Here's, here's the worst part. He's not even a plus defender this year. That's insane. What the heck is happening? Uh, he's 29. And he was his, his skill was contingent on him being the most athletic person on the field. And he isn't the most athletic person on the field anymore. Yeah, it's it's looking pretty dire for him. And but this is what happens every year. So I don't know why I'd be surprised. He goes through these yeah. slumps and then all of a sudden he plays well. But it is you are right to point out that is it, if his defense is slipping, then well they're they're demanding might not be they're the demanding field. more from him. He's not playing. He hasn't played a single game in the corner outfield yet this year. He's only playing center. Um, 
in previous years they've at least they've at least mixed him around a little bit. Uh, they're yeah. not doing him any favors by batting him only seven, eight, or nine so far this year. <laughs> well, that's what you'd expect. I mean, he's a terrible hitter, so he should be ah. the bottom of the order. He's a terrible hitter until he's hot. Then he has a month where he's like, bat him first. Yeah, I mean, I I think he would be better. He would even be a little bit better if you batted him ninth every game. But he's not even getting ninth. He's getting batted eighth. <laughs> So yeah. I looked at his 29th birthday game, which was 419, which was a terrible game to watch because he went 0 for 4. Uh, he <laughs> he did only have 1K, though, so there is there was a slight silver lining. Yeah, only 1K. Um, let me actually look up the stats. It was like so, other than um, thinking to myself, wow, he looks just foolish out there holding... Um, <laughs> holding a bat yeah see he got a he got a double in the game that i watched i watched on the 16th i watched the um against the yankees loss for the red sox great game but he got a hit and it was a double wow and that was it that was that was it yeah that's kind of it was they're kind of tough in the tough games to to pick through like hmm, he's uh really not doing anything is he no um i do not suggest owning him and the, I mean, the thing is, the way that he's always played is that as soon as he actually uh, does well, he could have a hot streak that lasts a month and own him, and then uh, drop him as soon as he starts to lag. But yeah, he's not ownable. Who are we doing this week? Selfishly, I want to watch a guy that uh, is not good, and but I want to know Ooh. if he's ownable because I I've. I own him right now, but part of his problem is playing time, so we're going to have to see what's going on. Chad Pinder. Ah. All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.